Hello and welcome to According to John. I am, oh my goodness, so glad that you have tuned in today and that you are listening to our podcast. Um, uh, I have to say, we record, we... We we, just did half a podcast. We just... I never hit record. It's on now. It's recording now. I'm seeing the clock. Now, uh, let's get it right this time. Who are we? Introduce us, John. Dude, I was so I need funny. to do it? Uh, go ahead, man. Do it. Do it. I am Duke, the Duke Meister, Pastor Duke, Pastor Duke Podcast. Tune me in. Yes. This is my podcast uh, partner. <laughs> We're podcast married with no intention of having podcast children. children. <laughs> we have podcast Well, I don't know. Friends. You know, yeah, yeah, podcast friends. Yes, amen. He's the one to set me up. This is Pastor John. According to John podcast, you guys already knew that or you wouldn't have tuned us in. But, hey, you know what? This is a heavy, heavy topic today. It is. It is. And I think that is why I forgot to hit record is because uh, so focused on making sure that we uh, come across with uh, love and compassion and uh, and clarity, though, on the scriptures, obviously, because that yeah. supersedes everything. And, uh, and so the question today, are all children a blessing from God? And the answer to that would be this, in my wordage, God has no throwaway babies. Amen. Because all babies, no matter how they were conceived far outside of God's plan for them to be conceived. There is somebody that wants that child. And and that child is still precious in the eyes of God. It has nothing to do with the circumstances right. of conception. It has to do with God is a creator of life. Right. God is love. And no matter how horrific those circumstances might have been, that child is there in the image of God for the glory of God. And um, God has no throwaways. Yeah, and again, you said it. It doesn't matter how uh, the child was conceived, and we're going to talk about that. And guys, just to be quite frank with you, um, uh, this is a heavy podcast, depending on the situation you're in. And you you may have uh, either be in this situation, if you're listening to this, or be a part of the situation, whether you or the male or, or a parent of the child that ends up pregnant or w- whatever that is. And so it, it's going to involve a multitude. And I just want to say up front, if, if we add in some humor, it's not because we find anything uh, about this topic funny, but sometimes we just need some levity. Uh, we have sometimes have to laugh a little bit so we don't cry a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a true <laughs> statement. And so, uh, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. And we will get started on this. Brother, if you'll pray for us. Okay, Father in heaven, we pray that you will anoint all of uh, uh, everything John and I say from your word, you're the boss, and into the hearts of those who listen, that we will have a strong biblical worldview and not get our our teaching from uh, situation ethics in this fallen world. May your spirit guide us. May you give us wisdom and give us the heartbeat of Jesus for children. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, uh, you said it, situational ethics. 
man, that seems to be dominating our society today. Well, the society's thrown away God's word. Yeah. And so all they have are their emotions. Mm-hmm. And our emotions go towards these women who are pregnant and they have no money. And that maybe they don't even know who the daddy is, or they do know who the daddy is, and the daddy could care less, and he's taking a walk. And these girls are, are. But left. you know, you know what I see a lot of today is the dad uh, wants the child, but the mom does not want the child, and so mm-hmm. you're you're starting to see it's a two way street. Yeah, isn't you're it? starting to see that little bit reverse, and mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my, and it goes both ways. I'm not defending anyone, just for the record, I'm not jumping in defending the men and I'm not defending the women because the truth is, uh, God, God's design for children are to be born between a man and a woman in a loving marriage that, that the husband and wife are committed to one another and, uh, they are, they're committed to raise a child in a healthy environment. That's God's plan. We've violated God's plan and we have thrown away God's plan and we have trampled on God's plan all in the name of it's all about me. Yeah, it feels good. And like child's expensive. We'll just kill the baby so we can have a few extra bucks and not have that baby ruin my life because I want to go to the prom when when my senior year comes. And so wow. And wow, and, wow. and now the parents of uh, of the children that want to go to the prom uh, are are even more so standing behind abortion, getting rid of killing the child, uh, and and for some, I mean, let, let's under let's get I, I get it. Uh, first off, marriages aren't they're hardly any. I mean, I, mar- the marriage idea is in so much jeopardy, man. It's unbelievable, right? And uh, I also understand that children. Dude, they can be conceived in the backseat of a car because you got two teenagers that uh, just you know they're horn dogs and they just want to they just yeah. want to satisfy that that lust of the flesh. I also get that uh, um, there are children that are conceived through rape. I I understand that it's terrible. The the rape is terrible, and then uh, there are women who are prostitutes and they'll end up getting pregnant through prostitution. And I mean, I go on and on for the for the reasons. Uh, that women end up pregnant and some are just because they're sexually active and they shouldn't be others or, and whether, by the way, uh, if you're having sex outside of marriage, it's a sin. And so yeah. it's fornication. Yeah. That's not God's plan either. Exactly. So it doesn't listen. I'm, I'm just talking. I understand that children are conceived for a multitude of different reasons, but I also want you to understand that we get it. Pregnancies uh, cause hardship and can be hard and uh, can can cause trauma. I mean, we, we get all of that, right? And we support and love the moms. One of the great memories I have in my 44 years of a, a public ministry is being kind of co-founder as on the board, not the guy who dreamed it up, but a pastor friend of mine uh, not far from us had a, a wanted to do something about 
abortion, saving babies, besides just preaching against it and praying against it. So he started an organization called Lifesavers Ministry, and he called me, and I was one of the founding board members, sat on that board for over 20 years, saved a bunch of babies and saved a bunch of mamas. And uh, we had a a gal in our church, the first one to go full-time in ministry from our church, Temple Baptist, uh, Kathy uh, uh, Zimmerman. We introduced the pastor, Dave Balka. They got married. Biologically, they could not have children, and they adopted the first baby out of uh, Life Savers Ministry. And that little girl was saved from abortion. That little girl now serves as a missionary to Mexico and has right. brought hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of Peruvian and Mexican people to Christ. And uh, they had a biological child, her and her husband, but kind of in the spirit of her adoption, they also adopted a little Hispanic baby. Uh, was it Papoose? Is it Hispanic? No, that's Indian. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> they, she was adopted, and she wanted to adopt and pass on that adoption spirit of mama as well mm-hmm. as a biological mama. And so what I'm saying is God can redeem this stuff. Yeah. Don't kill babies. Right. Give them to people who love babies. Right. And God can redeem women who've, who've been outside of God's boundaries, bring them in. Mm-hmm and turn that sorrow into joy, those ashes into beauty, and that burden into blessing. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. And and we, listen, we support, like in our church, and I know in your church, we supported the women who got pregnant, who out of wedlock or had struggles uh, for whatever it was. Listen, our love and support is there. There's no condemnation here. I'm not, I'm not condemning, but what I want to point out is there's, there's a person that I think people forget, but that God sees and that's the baby yeah the baby right created in the image of god and we see that in genesis 127 so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them and so when we look at the baby and that's what we want to do today honestly we're just looking at the value of the baby is the is the baby a blessing from God is the baby always a blessing from God. And we see here that the baby's created in God's image. We see that a baby is knitted carefully in the mother's womb. Uh, Psalm 139, 13 through 18. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well i will praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made and that has absolutely no connection to how the conception was if it was within god's boundaries or it was outside of god's boundaries this trumps over that because how the child was was conceived is not a factor in the pregnancy or the life of the child. I mean, it's a factor in the pregnancy. Forgive me for that. But it's not a factor in the life of the child. The child was created in the image of God. You know that inward parts. I've done a study on the Hebrew word for that. It's talk about the embryonic stage. Mm-hmm. You know, at the conception stage, at the at the very uh, seed from the from the father and and the you know the X and Y chromosomes. And at conception, God had His hand in the conception to create that child in his own image and yet to to have all the individuality right. that glorifies God as well. Well, and and here's the other thing. Listen, if it's not a if it's not a child at the moment of conception, then the woman's not pregnant. <laughs> I never heard it worded that way, but 
Screaming men. Matter of fact, that's worth a couple points, John. That's good. I'll take it, baby. <laughs> but and that's that's the thing, though, right? If 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 it's not a baby, then then she's not pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's just bottom line, right? And when they do tests, they'll come up what five to six weeks. They'll know if she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And but people say it's not a baby until after two months. And they're able to tell. Months. They're able to tell immediately whether it's male or female. It's amazing. And so if it's not a baby. She's not pregnant. But here's what it goes on to say in uh, Psalm 139. My frame was not hidden from you. Verse 15, just so you know. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being unformed and your book and in your book they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. And verse 17, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how great is the sum of them. Uh, if Verse 18, if I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. And so, uh, listen, God forms this child and has a grand design for this child, a future, a hope uh, for this child. And... Um, Matter of fact, Ephesians 2.10, a baby's created with the potential for great things. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So when it comes to the worth of the baby, the manner in which he or she is born or, con- or is conceived is not a factor. God has a plan for this child and he says here in Ephesians 2.10, uh, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, uh, there is a plan for this child. The child is not a shock to God, not a surprise to God, but according to scriptures, is a blessing from God. Amen. See, what we're talking about is a clash between two worldviews at a very emotional level. Yes. And when we come in with the presupposition, uh, the biblical presupposition that God's word is true and everything in the Bible is the standard by which we should measure all things, morally, everything. And so from the scriptures, marriage is God's plan. Procreation is a miracle that God allows kind of to happen between a male and female. Well, and he says children are a blessing from him. An inheritance of the Lord. Yeah. And um, that child has intrinsic heavenly divine value to God, even if the child is not valued by its parents. And so God's plan, as you had shared. I, I don't get that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Duke, I, I don't, I don't get it. Now, I'm not talking about. I don't think we're the, supposed to get this, John. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah, I don't. I'm not talking about in the pregnancy stage, but uh, even after the child is born, how can you look at that child and not immediately love that child? And and I'm not even a mom, so so you know, people are like, oh, dads see, don't have it in, moms Johnny, do, but uh, we can't comprehend that. I don't think we're supposed to comprehend that because we do have a biblical worldview. But in addition to having a biblical worldview, we also have the heartbeat of Jesus right. in us. Right. This so we see this as sacred. This is God's ultimate gift to man. Right. And and Satan, who writes the worldview, he's the prince and power of the air. Uh, Satan's a prince of this world. 
And that which God cherishes the most, Satan wants to eliminate. And he's done a great job he convincing has. society to eliminate. Yeah, 64 million and counting in America right it's, now. It's unbelievable. And and I, I don't get it because I, so I'm a, uh, new into the world of grandpa. I am uh, five months now. My, my grandbaby's five months old, a little over five months. And she is absolutely... Oh my goodness! Just you know, like my heart. Just and she's doing melts. to her daddy's heart what her mama did to your heart <laughs> right. twenty some years ago. So that's God's plan, right? It's beautiful. Right. And when I see that, like, like every fiber in my being, if someone were to, uh, but even my daughters to this day, right? If someone were to hurt my children, uh, I would. Um, I'm going to tell you, I love Jesus, but I'll send you to him. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like, Daddy's like I mean, protective heart. That, Papa's protective. Oh my heart. goodness! Like that never doesn't. It, it never changes. It doesn't go away. Nope. And and so for me, I'm I struggle to understand how someone can't value this life or value. I don't understand how how people can value their uh, possibility of being inconvenienced over a life. Yeah. On one hand, we'll kill those babies up to 28 days because we've deemed them not wanted, whatever, and we kill that that child. Twenty Up to 28 days after. And then you look at the other side of humanity. Baby Jessica fell in the pipe in Texas 20-some years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, the nation stopped Duh. hour by hour, minute by minute to get reports. Stopped. To just how's baby Jessica? How's baby Jessica? And when she emerged, and the money they spent mm-hmm. to save that child, mm-hmm. and every 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 cent of that was fantastic. And the entire and nation nobody batted an celebrated. eye. No cost. It, it money meant nothing, and they had to use everything means possible to get to that. And when they brought that little baby out of that that guy that was holding her in its arms when he came up. That's that's the love of God. Right. That's how God feels about every baby. There's no throwaway babies with God. Right. But we're in a fallen world where God's ways are so, they're not just ignored, they're hated. People hate God's way. And yet that, that guilt that comes upon people who don't, who they despise God, they despise what he thinks he calls holy, and they'll kill a child and they believe it's okay, it's justified. They really believe that, right? But they're that, wrong. That, I think that's the, that's to me is is a um, an alarming position to be in that you are in such a state of mind that it's okay to kill a child. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And in the meantime, it had been better for a millstone to be hung around their neck and be cast into the sea than, than to harm these little ones. Yeah. And so. The price will be exacted from those who um, who violate God's uh, God's holy plans. Yeah, and so guys, listen. the The idea of this is, I just well, obviously, we don't ever run from answering questions, and we hit them head on, whether we celebrate the question or not, whether we're excited or not, is immaterial. Uh, the thing about according to John, that Duke, you and I have have always done is we answer every question. As a matter of fact, you even said, <laughs> how many times have you said, uh, okay, Johnny, uh, you don't answer no hard ones, do you? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's yeah, like we don't we don't run from fights, do we, we Johnny? We don't. And and, and we're we, not and tr- we don't fight against flesh and blood. Right. We're not trying to pick a fight, uh, except for with Satan, we'll 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 stand in the gap for you and everyone else. Yeah. And and we want to answer the question. And the the reality is Every child is valuable to God. There is not one child that is not valuable to God. And if you are in a position that you are pregnant and you are thinking about or considering abortion or ending the pregnancy, however that looks, or you've already done that, I want to encourage you today. Um, obviously we don't stand with that decision, but I don't want to leave you angry, frustrated, hopeless, and already hurting because I know so many women who have gotten an abortion. Yeah, I've had them weep in my office. They're, they, they struggle, struggle with that decision deep in their heart. It, uh, it's, they're going through more pain than if they would have had the child and lived and, and raised the child, right? Because they can fix what's wrong if the child's living. If the child's dead, there's no coming back. They can't fix it. I've I've had women weep till they had no more power to weep in my office. And, of course, I I just bring them the redemption story of Jesus to them. Uh, God's blood, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. We can't bring life back. But that child is with the Lord. We know that. Yep. Uh, And they'll... Be, I believe they'll be reconnected with that child on the other side if they, these women come to Christ and they're saved. And uh, they're going to have a, a, a long weep in heaven before God wipes away all tears mm-hmm. with that child. And that child's going to comfort the mama one day say, Mama, I know it wasn't God's perfect plan, but God loves me and he brought me here. And I never suffered pain and hunger and doubt and fear. I was never bullied. I never fell off my bike and knocked out my teeth. And, uh, you know, God takes the, the worst things of this world system and he redeems them. And uh, those Romans eight twenty eight. Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So there's the, that's the contingency in that passage, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go to Christ and, and you seek Christ's face. And, and you, many of these women have. They have. And uh, you repent, you ask for forgiveness, all things work together for good, right? Uh, in other words, God, God will show you the gold uh, um, through all the dirt and... We've had a number of gals rise up from our congregation through the years, 44 years, who have had a real heart and become leaders in the pro-life movement. And guess what they had in their own background? An abortion. An abortion. And they learned from it. And God took that pain and motivated them to go to save other babies. I think think the statistics right now... And, and I'm not going to swear to this, but I think I am correct in in reading. It's been a while, so I'm trying to think back. I think it's like one in three or one in four women have had an abortion. Uh, I, I I don't even know if I want to know those statistics. Yeah. I just want redemption, forgiveness, mm-hmm. new life, save the babies that are here, forgive those that uh, the fallen, right. uh, and and just well, and that, not let this thing rule our society any longer. Yeah, and that that's my my point in in throwing the numbers out there is the fact that we have a lot of hurting oh, women. Oh, everywhere, everywhere, and a lot of these women are silent, and they're not sharing. 
and they're carrying this around and and it's it's literally going to be a disease that eats them from the inside out if they don't at least give it to god and in order to give it to god you have to you got you just got to stop your world and recognize jesus christ is the savior of the world and that he forgives all sin when we believe unto him as our lord and savior and you know god is in the business of of redeeming and he's in the business of redeeming impossible situations or what look like impossible situations and god is in the business of redeeming all things not just convenient things right and or things that don't go according to our plan and the way we want them listen god is in the business of redeeming all things if we just seek his face uh god's god's grace is not limited uh, by the conditions of the world. That's a two-point statement. Say it again, Johnny. God's grace is not limited by the conditions of the world. Amen. And or, and and I or think the circumstances of a conception. It doesn't right. God's grace is so sweet. And if God says that children are a blessing, then that means all children are a blessing in every situation. The situation may not have been a blessing, but the child is. And I think if if we get our mind off of fear of what could be or what might be, fear of how it happened, uh, anxiety of how, how the pregnancy happened, and then we just focus on the child now, right? Because we can't go back and change anything. And people are like, well, how can, they, how can you expect a woman to live with this if she's been raped and this child's a child of rape? Listen, I'm going to tell you, I've heard testimony after testimony after testimony of women who have gotten pregnant through rape. And that child they love and that child has been the biggest blessing to them and taught them so many lessons that they don't look at the child as a bad thing from rape they look at that child and they they look at the blessing that that child is yeah i have an example early in my pastorate um there was a, a young gal that began to attend our church uh who was a beautiful young woman had a child and of course i had no idea what the circumstances were and uh, we had um, uh, an associate pastor who uh, kind of had eyes for her. And um, long story short, uh, I didn't know this for years, but the child, she was raped. She had a biblical worldview. She kept the child. And I'm sure the it was a nightmare um, for her, but God's grace was greater than the nightmare. And she married a preacher. And uh, that child was a huge blessing. And uh, the child went on to be a servant of the Lord. Brilliant, brilliant uh, uh, child. And um, became a, 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 a parent and uh, is living just a wonderful, wonderful life. And God redeemed it. But you see, that's because Mama believed. And she didn't let her circumstances and her heartbreak change her worldview. God had spoken, she believed it, and she acted accordingly, and God redeemed it and turned that sorrow into joy. I think, I think, um, okay, if, if, and again, I'm a man, so obviously I can't, I can never wear these shoes or walk in a woman's shoes uh, to understand it completely, but I do understand the truths of the word of God. And, and as I read the scriptures, I feel like if a woman has an abortion because she got uh, pregnant through rape and she kills the baby, uh, that's like flattening the other three cars, uh, tires on your car because one was flat. 
You know, you just kind of you just bring more heartache upon yourself by doing that. You know, um, you 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 make matters worse. Uh, you, you, in other words, you 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 can't you can't kill a child. Uh, because you didn't like the way the child was conceived. It's, it's not the child's... It's a separate entity. It, 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 at that Two point, it does. separate entity. Yeah. And you have tragedy here, and yet the child is a triumph. And if the mother so desires for that child to be raised by, you know, adopted, well, praise God, that right. child will be the p- most precious child. Oh, my goodness. Those adopted people, and they the, the adoptive parents might never know any of the background but just but even if they did they wouldn't care uh, amen they just want the child yeah it doesn't it does, at, like we said before it doesn't really matter it's a child it's right. a victory it's right. a triumph right. you know grace is always greater than sin when we receive that grace yeah when you try to 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 face a, a, something like a, a, a birth from a rape that's horrific but grace is greater than all that sin. And I've watched people enter into that grace, live out that grace, and, and that, that, that those sorrows were turned to joy. Yeah, I, here's what I want to do. Um, I just wanted to take the time, and we wanted to answer the question, uh, are, you know, are babies a blessing? Uh, all, all children, all children, no matter how they're conceived, are a blessing of the Lord because uh, the, the sin in which it happened um, has nothing to do with uh, God blessing you with a child or blessing the child as they grow up. It's just uh, a bad way in which it happened, but the child's not bad. And I also want you to know that if, you've, uh, uh, if, if you're pregnant and it's, it's unexpected and you're, you're struggling, um, I want you to know that God heals the brokenhearted. And if you have already had an abortion, uh, I want you to know that God heals the brokenhearted. It doesn't matter where you stand in this. God heals the brokenhearted. And so, so mom, and uh, yes, you are mom, whether, whether you've had an abortion or not, never changes the fact that you are mom. And that's a sacred uh, calling. Yeah. You are mom. No matter, no matter what happens, you are Mom, but mom, God heals the brokenhearted. I want you to look in Isaiah 61, one through three. It says this, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Now, let me back up a little bit because I want you to know exactly who is speaking, who the Lord is, and who was sent. The Spirit of the Lord, uh, of the Lord God, is upon me. God is all inclusive here, uh, being uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, God in all of his fullness, if you will. Uh, so it says in 6 1, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Me is Jesus Christ. Amen. So Jesus then, quoted this verse in his first little reading at the synagogue in his hometown. And he said, this day, this prophecy is fulfilled. Yeah. This is a special one. This is. This is, dude, this, uh, this is very special. Holy, holy, holy. 
Then he goes on, because the Lord, the Father, all caps, is the Lord in all of his fullness, literally is what this means. Godhead. Has anointed me, Jesus, Jesus, to preach good tidings to the poor. He, the Father, has sent me, the Son, the Son to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. And we've seen those captive mothers, because of guilt from their past decisions, yeah. find that, freedom. That, that's those that are in prison. or Because yes. Satan will use the guilt to condemn the woman. And then the woman is like, um, how could I ever be forgiven? How I did whatever, you know, whatever it is. And Satan wants you to live with that guilt. So it'll crush you. But God says, I, you, you bring your sin to me. I forgive everything. And people think, oh, well, you can't forgive that. No, you're right. People, people are, are ugly sometimes, but God forgives every sin everything we've ever done wrong god and says can set us free set these gals free and we've seen it and we've celebrated it and god, that's god's desire yeah forgive me it is his desire for us to approach him and for him to forgive us forgiveness redemption a new start taking the 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 darkness and and the guilt of the past and redeeming it putting it into motivation to help this never to happen again and help those who have fallen already. And so it's just imp- no matter w- when, where, how, whatever, get it into God's hands as soon as possible, as much as possible, and he can fix it. Exactly. The key is that we give it to God. Amen. That's the key. Hey, guys, listen. Uh, I know that today was like not the most fun topic that we've ever talked about. But it's happening all around us. Yeah, and and... Uh, ladies, understand this. Uh, we all make poor decisions or we all make mistakes. We all have issues sometimes, but it doesn't change the truth of God. It does not change God's love for us. It does not change the fact that God wants to forgive us. No matter how a baby was conceived or received into the family, we need to value and cherish a new life just as God does. Hey, if this has helped you, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. Thanks.